right? The communion of saints. And we're, when you notice when we sing the holy, holy, we're not joining, the angels aren't joining us in singing the holy, holy. Guess what? We join them. It's their song that they're singing all the time in the presence of the Trinity. And here we are. Jesus himself, in a pathetic instrument, four of them, some more pathetic than others. By the way, it could be me, remember. I highly doubt it, but it could be me. You have three fine priests assigned to your care. I could use them in a lot of places. It's no accident that they're assigned to you. So work them into the ground, okay? Make them tired. Uh, and listen to them. Encourage them. And make it, ask the tough questions, right? Let them wrestle with you through these issues. But that's what we're doing. We're going to see Jesus. We just heard him in the word. You see him in the ordination of his priests. You're going to see him, his face, in the consecrated host. His whole self, right here. When I came in for Mass, did you notice what we did? All of us for? We kissed the altar. We kiss it in the beginning and at the end. There's something very intimate that's happening between the kisses. So open your heart and your mind and just be here with him. Last night, if you went to confession, wait till you get to heaven and Jesus comes up to you and says, I remember the night so well. You listen to that crazy Bishop Vetter, but I still use them somehow. And you went to confession and you told me something that you've been carrying for years for the first time. And I took away your sin and you stopped carrying that chain and dragging it around. That was my favorite thing that day. And I'll never forget it. These things are eternal. So here we are, just like with Isaiah. He has this vision. Here's the seraphim. And just like Peter in the gospel, sees Jesus, the great catch, right? And Jesus, Pope Francis this morning spoke on it at noon in Rome. He said a great line. He said, Jesus doesn't need a cruise ship to come to you. You don't need a cruise ship for him to enter. Just any little boat will do. And in the emptiness of it all, he wants to come. And does come. So wherever you are empty, where you feel that emptiness, that loneliness, that isolation, that fear. You know what's interesting? Peter says, leave me, Lord, I'm a sinful man. He should have said the exact opposite. He should have said, stay, Lord, I'm a sinful man. Even though he told him to leave, Jesus knew, uh-uh, I'm staying. Right in this stinky mess of fish. Right here. 
right where you're ashamed, right where you think you're such a failure. That's why you need me. So don't be afraid. And I'm going to make you a fisher of men. Says the same to Isaiah. And Isaiah says, I can't do this. I'm a sin. My, my mouth, what has come out of my mouth? Now I'm going to start proclaiming other stuff. That's not going to work. And so the seraphim comes with that nice hot coal and burns his mouth. Cooks it out of there. Right? He says, there, now you're purged. And then our Lord still gives him free will. When he says at the end, whom shall I send? Who's going to go? And Isaiah simply says, here I am. Send me. That's it. I'm certain as I'm standing here that Jesus is calling some of you to be his priests and religious sisters. I know it. It's not going to make you. He didn't make Peter. But boy, oh boy, there's quite a world out there that needs us. So keep your majors. We need all that too, biology and pre-med and psychology and, you know, a dog whisperer and a horse whisperer and all those things. <laughs> we need all of it, right? But we need priests. Without priests, we don't have the Eucharist. There's no Eucharist without the priest, pure and simple. It's quite a life. I couldn't imagine anything else. So he's simply going to say to us, who am I going to send? Or like Peter, I'm going to make you, you're going to be catching men. Right? It's something else. Could you imagine if I had 30 of you men to be my priests in seven years and 30 of you women to be women religious for me, with me, what we could do in the Diocese of Helena, Montana. Yes, we need good married couples and plumbers and garbage people. And we need priests and religious. So don't be afraid of the call. God still calls. And he provides. And there's a whole world to save. I've been saying it from the beginning. I don't know. As the world gets more and more polarized, do we really believe that Jesus came not to condemn but to save and to seek out the lost. He came to save everyone. Do we want that? Or do we want the other half that we don't agree with to burn in hell? Or are we still striving, not only for our own salvation, but for the whole world's? And let Jesus use us however he wants. It's quite amazing. He was not afraid. Our dear Lord is just not afraid. And he just won't move away. You've heard me say this, some of you, before. When you feel cold inside, and we all do sometimes, the key is not to move away from the fire, but to move closer to it, to lean in on Jesus, show up more often and bug him more, saying, I'm cold. I'm tired of these smelly fish. I've been up all night trying to catch them. And now you ask me to do it again, and I'm going to trust you. And I'm going to show up again and again. Mother Teresa, I think, shocked all of us. Mother Teresa of Calcutta, you know, all the miracles that she worked, taking care of the poorest of the poor, 
She had an experience of Jesus. She absolutely believed it was true and trusted it. And then guess what? For the next 50 years, she had no felt presence of Jesus again. And she kept doing it. Kept going to the poorest of the poor. Seeing Jesus there as best she could. Trusting that her experience 50 years ago was still true. It didn't change. My dear people, you're good to me. I'm honored to be your bishop. Don't stay in shallow water. Go into the deep. There is a whole adventure out there for us. We're made for greatness, to do great things, not small. And we're the answer. When you say, what are we going to do? Well, it's not the seraphim who are going to do it. It's you and me. Isn't that something? Because Jesus didn't want the angels to celebrate Mass. They would sing beautifully. He wanted friends. And here we are. The friends of God. The family of God. Surrounded by a whole company. Urging us on. Saying, you got this. Don't stay in the shallow. Get, in, get into the deep. Fine. I could go on for hours, as you know. Finally. See each other, okay? See one another. See one another on your campuses when you walk past someone that's different than you are. See them. Say hello to them. When you're in the grocery store, when you see the, the gentlemen who are pushing the carts, right, that we push into that little thing out in the parking lot, see him. See her and say thank you. You're doing a good job. Kind of bummer because it's so watery out here today. See each other. That's all any of us want, huh? Is to be seen. It's amazing. I know it's out of respect as a, how people treat bishops. Sometimes it's out of respect, not always. They don't know what to do with us. Right? We, we kind of freak them out. Uh, but I felt, this is the first time I'm, I'm 54. I've been a priest 27 years. The last two and a half years is the first time in my whole priesthood that I've had more experiences of people not seeing me than ever. It's amazing. They, they look at me, right? But I don't know what they're thinking. But to really see someone, you know it if they see you, right? Or if they're just looking at you. Let's see each other. And smile. We're called to do things greater than the seraphim. They're here now. They're letting it have it. The heavens are going crazy. And heaven is not closed. And it comes here. So who can I send? Send me.